The leads are weak. Testing my own levels. Testing my levels. Testing. Fuck you. You're weak. Yeah, Testing. These are great levels. Brass balls. Brass Glenn Gary, balls. Glenn Ross. But yeah, yeah. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Gary. You're weak. <laughs> You're weak. Uh, hey, weak person. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> no problem. Um, please introduce yourself to the audience. I didn't realize we'd started, but I'm... He I'm, does that. That's I'm, my style. He does that. I'm Robert Evans. I'm very surprised. Yes, not just because I was rolling. There's other reasons to be surprised. I'm surprised for so many reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, we just watched a little movie called Save the Green Planet. Good Lord, did we. And by we, uh, let's fill in the whole roster here. I'm Michael Slane, one of your regular co-hosts. I'm the other uh, host, Abe Epperson, and welcome to Frame Rate, where we rate frames. And the fourth co-host is our collective sense of shock, sense of shock at what we just yeah. Kind of amusement yeah. shock. Yeah. Yes, and I and I think that will be especially nice to hear for one, Sean Murphy, mm-hmm. who we would be remiss not to shout out at the top, because uh, Sean Murphy actually brought this South Korean film that is very hard to get your hands on. Thanks mm-hmm. for that, Sean. That was a challenge. Um, called Save the Green Planet that I had not heard of before, even being a guy who likes foreign movies and likes uh, offbeat genre blends and stuff. Um, so thank you, Sean. And Sean also requested... Mr. Robert Evans' presence. Did you see the connection? Why, I mean, I, why, Sean? Like, <laughs> what, 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 what was what was going on there, man? Because sometimes people who pay for the pick the flick tier will request someone, and you're like, that makes sense because their persona matches that film. Yeah. He must just like your work. Yeah, Green Room made sense. I get what like yes. oh, yeah, I get what you want to hear. What I have to say about Green Room? <laughs> I don't get this one. <laughs> like, there were Nazis. There were Nazis in it, <laughs> but true. there was everything in it. This this is it not, was everything. It's yeah. not the best movie or the worst movie I've seen, but it might be the most movie I've <laughs> yeah, ever seen. Yeah, yeah and yeah. we also immediately said like uh, there is a in a like there's a cultural gap when you watch a foreign film where you're like. I think that person's doing a good job acting, mm-hmm. but I can't be sure because all the actual social cues are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely agreed everyone's doing a lot of acting. <laughs> Everyone in the movie. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's half-assing it. Everybody really wants to be there. <laughs> and that makes it good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes it good. And an interesting thing that immediately occurred to me is, well, at some point I think we should list all the things it reminds us of because that really hammers home that point. Yeah. But... Uh, we recently covered Ichi the Killer, another movie that I did not know this was going to become torture porn or like a gore fest. It yeah. does. Um, and Ichi the Killer, uh, you know that. And all the violence is there to make you uncomfortable. Like it feels like a Lars von Trier where you're like, ooh, ooh, this just didn't feel that way to me this was like spinning a dial just there were some bits but like yeah it 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 uh does a 90 degree turn about every four minutes yeah Yeah, and becomes a different movie about every four minutes so can i ask you a very difficult question because it's likely that few people hearing this Mm -hmm. have seen it i can't imagine anyone can you synopsize it (laughs) um Try, just a, try. A young boy uh, decides, learns that there are aliens and abducts one of the aliens in order to get him to reveal the alien plans so that he can save the Earth. But the alien, <laughs> you don't know if it's an alien, but it is. And then 
Also, there's a cop, and he gets killed by bees. And he might be a <laughs> he gets wolf. Killed by bees. He might be a wolf. He he's, might be spiritually a wolf. He smells yeah. crime. He smells yeah. crime, and he's killed by bees. Um, <laughs> and then another cop uh, saves the alien, but then the alien saves the cop. But then the cop saves the alien, and then the alien destroys the world. Yeah. And then in yeah. between, it's the mentally ill protagonist, who I get. I would argue, even though he's right about the aliens yeah. existing, he's still mentally. The alien Ill. has a good point because he killed two real aliens. Yeah, but like dozens and dozens of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a moment at the end where he goes, uh, "You've killed 36 people. How many were definitively aliens?" And he's like, yeah, even in my own paranoid schizophrenia, which is what you think at yeah. that time, yeah. two out of the 36, yeah. I could confirm were aliens. Yeah, definitely uh, two. There's <laughs> a, so the alien that he abducts uh, is at first a, a drunk man, but then you realize that he's a CEO of like one of the top chemical companies in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the uh, alien elite is keeping us down or whatever. I don't know what that commentary it necessarily doesn't, it doesn't is. Like they're trying to keep us down. No, it seems like try- they're trying to lift us up. Yeah. yeah. It's it's because this movie is everything. Mm-hmm. One of the things it is, is an episode from Star Trek where yeah. Q comes to Earth and says, I'm going to put the human race on trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in retrospect, you find out. my. I think the twist that I like the best, because it actually feels like a twist, is... It's classic, but you're trying you're trying to save the green planet. No, I'm trying to save the green yeah. planet. You're the reason the green planet is doomed. Yeah. Um, which is also the day the Earth that's still Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's it's, everything. it's so many movies. Yeah, it's, and when we say so many movies, I think uh like it occurred to me when we were watching it when we were talking about it. It's like so many movies is like it will just put on hats of other tropes yeah. or other genres in the same way that I think that if you've seen Edgar Wright's Spaced, uh, the UK show, the sitcom. you might yeah. actually like this film because it's kind of wacky and zany in that way. Like randomly, now it's a gunfight. Yeah, there are scenes where it's diehard and there yeah. are scenes where it's, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, the, the 4th of July movie about the uh, Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day. And there's yeah. scenes where it's like a fucking... Uh, 24 Like hostile. Yeah, there's a scene where it's 24, <laughs> like down to like the counter on the screen. There's absolutely a usual suspect There's a usual suspect scene. scene. Yeah. There's like a four-minute scene that's recreating the opening part of 2001 A Space Odyssey yeah. with the monkeys. I also love that if you zoom in on that part, it's like some shit that like a USC... Yeah. shitty kid would do for yeah, their, yeah. like you Pointing would see yeah. class, me, thank you. <laughs> no I'm saying that you would have seen in yeah. class yeah, is like true. well I did a shot for shot remake of 2001 but it's intercut with concentration camp yeah. footage and you're like what are we doing here guys <laughs> which is crazy because it comes after a point where like it's kind of the, one of the cooler scenes I've seen in a movie where, like, it's the monoliths from 2001, but, like, babies are falling out it's of them got attached an by umbilical cord, cords, yeah. and it's like, that's some neat imagery. What, that's, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, It's haunting and yeah. apt. The so, monolith yeah. gives bloody birth yeah. to Adam and Eve. Explosive birth. Yeah. yeah. It, like, ejects the... And first, oh, what I love is instead of taking a rib, because at this point is mirroring Christian mythos, yeah. the monolith... <laughs> shits out covered in blood uh like a cave man yeah and he is there for a while then it shoots him with a laser which yeah. i guess takes his rib because then it sh- poops like, out a woman takes a then it poops yeah. out a woman yeah also noah has a submarine 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Noah was actually a bunch of cryopods in a nuclear submarine. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of that Adam and Eve thing too is that wasn't the first time that they tried humans. Yeah. Like they killed the dinosaurs first off, yeah. and then they started humans, and then they just burned them all down, and yeah. they started new humans. Well, and they started new humans. No, they didn't. They did, they burned them all down. The new some of the new humans survived, but mm. then they gave birth to monkeys, which re-evolved right. back into human beings. Eventually. like yeah. quote unquote de-evolved. I guess right. It's like which isn't a thing. It's like three strikes, you're out. Like mm. there's several times in human history where these aliens have tried. They're like, humans suck. Should we blow up that planet? Mm-hmm. Let's try these experiments mm-hmm. to like uplift the species mm-hmm. ev- like on a genetic level. Yeah. And we keep resisting or it goes wrong in different ways. One time we devolved into monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> One time, the current time, the yeah. time that is this movie is, uh, hence the concentration camp footage. Yeah. Uh, our genes are too violent. Like our ancestors who are in the cryopods genetically engineered us to make our genes encourage aggression because they thought it would make us better able to face the dangerous world. But now it's gotten out of hand. We're prone to violence. So day the earth stood still style. They have to kill us to say, but that's, I don't get that at the end because Where they just blow up the whole planet. Yeah. I think what's crazy is it's an alien invasion movie, but from the aliens point of view, it's also like one of those movies that like JLo would do where a guy's trying to sexually assault her in her home and you're finally glad when she just fucking like stabs him in the throat. Yeah. Because this alien is like, dude, I was trying to do an experiment to prove human's worth because everyone wants to destroy you because you're poisoning the planet and you're too violent. Um, But you failed, man. This is sad. But we still care about the ecosystem I felt was implied. Then he teleports up to his ship and they're like, what should we do with Earth? And he's like, Fucking blow it up. Yeah. I don't even give a shit anymore. It's hopeless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And would you believe that majority of this film takes place in a murder house? Yeah. <laughs> We're describing... What's funny is I was like, please don't let this devolve into we are spreading his beliefs because I'm like, yeah. I just want to dig in what he thinks. Right. And what was in that book? The History of Space Humans. I want to know. I, I do, I do want to read The History of Space Humans. Yeah, I yeah. wish, I wish right. Wolf Cop had finished reading it before those beasts killed him. Hell yeah. Uh, Wolf Cop works in a fish-gutting facility like, that seems like it adjoins the police station. It's a, it's a police fish-gutting facility. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cops, uh, yeah. they work in kitchens? Cops, Is that cops a cultural also gut, thing? Cops gut fishes? Yeah, yeah like you're, might, on, you're on kitchen duty and yeah. you have to chop... And he's fish. like, he's using the fish to like make points and yeah. sign papers with yeah. the fish. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, At one point, he types with the fish. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's using it to click the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel that it's important you brought up space because there were moments where I was like, in the way that every character is like good and the bad and the ugly, like punched out and specific and interesting. Yeah. It reminded me of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And then at the part where the al- where the guy is telling the alien plot, I was like, well, this is the world's end. Yeah. And then there's literally a part where he fires a gun in the air until it clicks empty whilst mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah. So like, and this is high praise. We were worried, Sean Murphy, like, I am not the type who goes, well, that was weird. Therefore, that movie was entertaining. Mm. Weird can be boring. This movie it was is not, not ever, boring. Yeah, and it, was not boring. it made me feel surprising things. There's a scene in which a mil- a billionaire space alien CEO invader tricks a mentally ill child into 
poisoning his own mother to death with benzene, his sick mother to death his with benzene. Mother, and yeah. you're like, you're like rooting for the CEO. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, do yeah, it, that's... buddy. Trick him into killing his mom. Also, yeah. she has cancer and is in a coma because of the chemicals at that CEO's yeah. factory. Yeah. And he, you're still rooting for him. Right. <laughs> like, I remember there's a moment during the scene where all three of us, I think it was the scene where uh, the CEO was getting stigmated. Yeah, 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 where he gets crucified <laughs> on, his chair chair cross. To- on a chair toilet cross. Which is, I don't know if it's intentional, <laughs> but I have to point out, as I said, as it was rolling, yeah. he is giving a Jesus-like prophecy of the end of days yeah. that the main character immediately shouts back, no, that's bullshit, you're full of shit. And he's crucified on a half-sea cross, and the yeah. bottom of him is sitting on a toilet. <laughs> so it's like the perfect symbol for the scene. It's- yeah, and he like rips... In order to try to get free, he rips his hands out of like yeah, the, the stigmata bolts, holes. The uh, opposite way, you know, yeah. the worst. And you like, where was Jim Caviezel doing and, that shit in yeah, Passion, and, man? You and want and it more? All three of us were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the? So there's a point at which the movie becomes so, and I do think like there's shades of Quentin's style. There's yeah. shades of so many things that I feel like it probably inspired some people and was inspired by other people. It's like in the mix. I feel like th- this movie feels like someone took all of Netflix and put it in a blender and like yeah. this is the slurry that we get because yeah, the- it, it's just everything. Yeah. The dense yeah. fudge drink. If there had been a 15 minute animated sequence in the middle, it would not have felt out of place. I would have been like, yeah, mm. I mean, of course that's where we go from here. Right. Like, right. There was there's a, circus. a musical number. No, it starts seeming like there's a musical number, but yeah. it pans out and you're like, it's a circus scene. Yeah. Um, I remembered what I was going to say is there was a moment where we literally all went, oh my Ooh, God. It, it, and I think it was a later one where. There's so many movies it reminds you of that gets to the point. We were saying shit like, what's it going to be next? Silence the Lambs. And then they do a shot and you're like, got it. I called it. And it was like, yeah, there was a, I don't remember, but. It was Nazis. (laughs) I think it was because, yeah, Robert's show Behind the Bastards, especially the recent episode on the Flat Earth. A recurring theme in like life is why does everything from the Nazis? Yeah, it always comes back to the Nazis. Yeah. You scratch or, anything weird and you get to Nazis or slave owners. Like, yeah. or you trace it back and you're like, that was founded by slave owners. All right, um, but oh, fun. when the alien is just putting together a cavalcade of nonsense that all turns out to be true, they start cutting the Nazis, and you're like, of course, here we go, man. Here we go. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. The I and okay, I think it's important what Robert said is that it's easy to focus on when the shit goes crazy. We didn't even mention that the detective shoots two bees out of the hive. Oh my god, that yeah, that's god. during the Wicker thing. Man scene when yeah, the detective yeah. is attacked by a, a conscious seeming swarm of bees because the yeah. villain threw sugar yeah. water yeah. at him and he shoots two of the bees, <laughs> two precisely. bullets, two bees. <laughs> Uh, it does hit a bee with each bullet. Yeah. His, yeah. And it doesn't obliterate or vaporize the bee's body. The bee falls as if it's been penetrated by a bullet and died. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it, it, it really just kind of got swatted out of the air. I guess. But it looks like yeah. it's just a dead bee. And a bullet a, would explode a bee. The musical tone makes you feel like you're supposed to feel emotional about the bee. <laughs> right. Like, what is happening? I think one of the ways they really get you in the mind of other movies is the musical tone. What we're shouting out like Men in Black. The opening sequence is Beetlejuice sound alike. Mm-hmm. The next sequence is Men in Black dun, dun, sound alike. Dun, 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 dun. There's very clear there is, I felt there was like a Silence of the Lambs theme part when the cop is looking for him in the dark and mm-hmm. he can for some reason 
move enough to tap on the wall, but he can't make noise with his mouth, yeah. which they don't really explain. Um, but yeah, I want to come back to what Robert was saying is it's so easy to focus on how the end goes. Twist, 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 twist. But if you're listening to this to get like a feel for the movie, it's mostly Saw or Hostile or something like that. It's mostly yeah. Saw and Hostile mixed with an episode of X-Files. And right. Split very much. It's very yeah, much there's X-Files. a lot of Split in this. Because if you've seen Split, like this, the main character is like eating up the scenery and every mm-hmm. opportunity to switch between being... I'm the creepy guy who smiles. I'm the creepy guy with dead face. I'm going to do every kind of creepy and there there's, is. Everyone is eating the scenery, and there's not very much scenery, but a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. His trapeze artist girlfriend yeah. just combing dolls for no yeah. apparent reason. Is, we never find out what's going on We never found out what that was about. And it's rare. Like I also was reminded of Lynch. Like There are yeah. images in this where I'm like... Woman combing doll hair, creepier than it should be, creeping me out more than it should be. Yeah. So, like, it's executed well. Yeah. There's a, you keep getting teased the whole scene. They, one of the things that the, the crazy person believes that I guess is true is that the alien telepathy is disabled by wounding them in the feet, groins, or eye, groin or eyes, and mm-hmm. then rubbing uh, basically icy hot on them. <laughs> and shaving and their head to it, make sure yeah, that their, their hair go, is like a yeah, transmitter. Yeah. yeah. And you keep waiting. He does the eyes and the feet, and you you keep waiting for that that icy hot on the dick. Scene. On the dick, yeah. And it it's it's uh, what was the term? It's like Chekhov's uh, like Chekhov's dick. Yeah. Che- Chekhov's dick covered in icy hot. Yeah. Like, Chekhov's mentholated dick. Yeah, I think Chekhov's is what you mentholated said. dick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Robert coined the phrase. I just recall it. Chekhov's <laughs> mentholated dick. But he never it never comes. It never. Well, yeah, because it, you don't <laughs> just show. Also, a mentholated dick probably never comes again. But it is, there is even that shot where Suni, the girlfriend, comes back from the circus because she telepathically senses that he's in trouble, which I guess is just a red herring. You think maybe she's the alien, Mm. but I guess she just has that. She falls, yeah, she falls super far and just gets up. And and it's like, I have to sprint to my boyfriend. He's in trouble. Um, And. She throws him the menthol thing and mm-hmm. is like, you got to do the thing. Mm-hmm. But then it just turns out that you're holding it at him at, like, yeah. as if it's a gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, I was kind of like, where's, where's that menthol dick? Yeah, where, where are we going to get Cause that? I, I also think you really underplayed it because you, when you're like, oh, they dab, they dab Icy Hot on the top of his feet. First, they sandpaper his yeah, feet. Yeah, they sandpaper the top of his feet. <laughs> yeah. Which you... That's the other thing is it, it is like a hostel or it is like a, one of those gore fests. Yeah. But they, there are a few shots of things that are like, ooh. But for the most part, it's, par- it's fairly tame. I wouldn't say like it's very Like the sandpaper gory. thing yeah. was like more like it looked like they had terry cloth and they yeah. were just like yes. rubbing his feet down. And he was like kind of like squirming, but he had his mouth covered. So you couldn't like hear yeah. blood curdling screams or anything. And then it's just revealed, oh, his feet are red now. The most- oh, that must have been sandpaper. Yeah. The most satisfying gore shot in the movie is when what's his name gets the the crazy guy gets stabbed in the heart with the pipette and yeah. then it just starts fountaining blood, fountaining like, blood on like uh, that the neck of yeah. the Orenishi's victim yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's such a good scene yeah it's just so that's much. also the scene where the alien disguised as the human CEO of a chemical company <laughs> uses a apparently pre-written program in his computer to quickly try and save himself by having his robot arm choke out the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 
a robot. And again, you're rooting for the billionaire yeah, CEO. Again. Yeah. You're like, like, please choke out. Can please this just be please over? Please choke this person. I love out. the first time that our villain dies, which is that uh, the the CEO wins. Yeah. And then he starts kicking him because he hates him so yeah. much. And we get a shot of like, if you've seen that film, Romeo must die with X-rays. Yeah. X-rays. He jump starts his heart by, by kicking, kicking his in the heart. So yeah, at the midpoint, he, the hero was dead, but the alien accidentally. Is there a hero? Yeah, I wouldn't say, I would say uh, just a bunch of villains. Maybe the bees. Yeah, maybe the bees. I was only feeding the bees. Although the bees <laughs> die at the end, everyone dies except for the uh, well, the, the long ear lobed syndrome, which is alien also King. what? Yeah. Uh, what's that, Joss Whedon? That's not Marvel. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And and it's like very Babylon Five because the alien gets up there and you're like, oh, I just have long earlobes. That's all we're gonna do <laughs> for the alien guys. Yeah. Um, but I do think that speaks to the movie actually being crafted really well on a granular level because in recent memory, I just watched Ichi the Killer and House that Jack Built, and in both cases, when I felt squeamish, I was able to go like. But it's just a movie, you know? Mm. And this, like, you're right. Uh, the big things you expect to happen, like the axe to his leg, something to his dick. Yeah. Oh, the steam-powered dildo cauterizing his butthole. Yeah. Um, they they either do the classic thing where it, it doesn't happen because he gets interrupted, mm-hmm. or it does happen, but they don't show it. Mm-hmm. And yet, I was so scared of this main character, filmically, like what mm-hmm. he was going to inflict on me that there were also shots where it just pans over and his hands are out of frame. And I'm just like, what, what's he doing now? Yeah, something yeah. Show me his hands. Yeah. Put your hands in a clear view. Just, and sometimes it's like he's packing a suitcase. And yeah. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe I'll calm down. But it's your fault, movie. Yes, I love how it doesn't redeem him at all, that he's right. Because there, yeah, I've definitely seen cult movies before where what there, I mean, Cabin in the Woods, but also there was a recent hit one. Um, there also, did you guys see, it was on Netflix for a while, They Look Like People, low budget indie horror? No, I haven't seen that mm. one. A lot more one tone, just disturbing, but it's about a guy who has schizophrenia and it's pretty clear, like you'd be really surprised if it turns out he's right. You're pretty mm. sure it's, ag- mm. and that's what the premise is. How horrifying would it be to have schizophrenia? Mm. You don't need it to be real. It's, so, yeah. you know, and he ends up, it's very similar. He ends up like, I'm gonna pour bleach down the throat of my one neighbor and at the last second stuff happens but my point is it's like this movie crammed 19 times as much plot and yet also accomplished that whole movie yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. quite something it's a shocking amount of ground (laughs) yeah like yeah it this is it is never not in a dead sprint and like every time it starts to lose me. He does something like choke a lady out with a robot arm, and I'm like, "All yes. right, well, I'm yeah, back. I'm back yeah. on board." <laughs> yeah, I think at one point you're like, "Ah, he keeps reeling me." In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, when he had the gun, because it's also like Ten Cloverfield Lane or any mm. Trapped in the House movie. Because well, yeah. at some point the alien is trying to get out, and you want him to, and you're wondering if he will. Uh, so it's Home Alone too, right? He stabs the. There's a couple Home Alone two scenes yeah. in here because there are yeah. traps. Yeah, there, there are, are traps. traps. And but, he winds up falling down in a pile of things. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he falls. God, it's a very marked moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he fall. He gets electrocuted, which causes him to like choke, laugh convulsively yeah. in a weird way for a long time. And he falls back into a pile of mannequin parts. And you just watch him lying there with his stigmata hands going, 
yeah. <laughs> for like a long time. The, the crazy it's guy weird. is a mannequin enthusiast, yeah, artist. Is he really though, or does he I just have a mini mannequins? I think I think he's just crazy. It does seem yeah. that they were like, well, crazy people have mannequins. There was is, no other connection. He is welding a mannequin at one point, and he keeps bees. He, yeah, he does, so he does it all bees. falls into place. That seems yeah. to be a serious. What are you gonna send to me? Yeah, you're. Your dick tube, or your dick tube with the steam in it, or your dick tube with the bees in it, and when you fuck me with it, it shoots bees at me. <laughs> yeah, it's got too you know, many. That's actually one of the fake outs is they pan over and he's welding. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to see this. And it pans over and he's welding mannequin parts together. Yeah. And you're like, it looked like he was sawing a person in yeah. half. But I also love that the cop who's suspicious is like, oh. You're just welding mannequin parts together in your basement at two in the morning. All right, that's cool. Well, we'll do I don't see a crime. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need any further explanation about the human bones that I just found. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't find those until later. Oh, he found it yeah. after that. Which okay. we also just released a frame rate on the Burbs, and I gotta say, this movie's also the Burbs because they both feature a key plot point where someone walks by a dog and goes. The bone that dog's chewing is a human bone. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yes, that is a bone. Yeah. Because that dog was eating people. Oh, the And birds. then he eats him. That's his end. Yeah. Earth. Earth is the name of the dog. Is the name of the dog, and mm-hmm. Earth ends up eating that detective who has already been honey glazed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I never thought I would ever see a movie where there was any moment in it where, and I really thought this with all my heart, to the cop, look, I know they're both severely mentally ill, but just shoot these motherfuckers in cold blood, man. Stand just, your ground. Just kill them both. <laughs> kill them both. Yeah. I was like, like, if that's if I read it in the paper the next day, I'd be like, this is what's wrong with the yeah, country. But he, but he shoots to wound, and you're like, no, dude. <laughs> shoot him in the head, bro. I think I, I, think I was He's like. He's still crazy. You got to shoot him again. I was like, she's going to trapeze you to death, <laughs> yeah. and then she almost did. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get our Xenia on a top and Goldeneye <laughs> yeah, exactly. moment where she chokes him with her thighs. Holy shit. Because this movie is every movie. It's just an explosion of... It's like the beginning of... What I imagine the beginning of the universe was. Yeah. You know, where it's just, it's, it's just This is like loud. the start of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, just the start of culture in Hollywood. There wasn't an all-out musical sequence, which I do miss, because like... like I like my gum numb and movies like that, where like you're saying in Bollywood. Or like the... Uh, it will be an adaptation of Fight Club, but they start singing. Like, there, there, were, like, there were a couple, like, yes. for the first third of the movie, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, multiple versions is a, is a oh, constant yeah. motif, it's and then never this. again. That's what I was getting the at, first though, third of the movie, never again. They still give you the feel that you saw a musical number yeah. a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it definitely has a t- title sequence over a punk version and I of think Somewhere we, Over yeah, the yeah, I think we hear three separate versions of yeah, Somewhere Over the hear, Rainbow. We hear the original, we hear that, and then we hear like a creepy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also, the sheer inventiveness of it, Reminds me, reminded me a lot of Peter Jackson's first two, Bad Taste, yeah. which is about a and guy who thinks feebles. aliens are coming, and he's right. And uh, Feebles, Meet the Feebles, or no? The second one was Dead Alive, then Meet the Feebles. Or I'm swapping them. You, I think yeah, you're probably yeah, right. Good. But the ones that remind... There are no Muppets in this, so I just want right, to exactly. Right, right. But it definitely reminded me of Bad Taste and Dead Alive <clears throat> uh, in like the joy that they brought to the gore. Yeah. yeah, everyone's it's, having a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah, right. Mike and Lynch and Von Trier are like, 
doesn't it fucking suck? Shit like this actually happens. Like, think about it. Yeah. And they're like, isn't it funny? We sandpaper to stick off. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's a yeah. weird place to sandpaper. Yeah. Right. If it was a Lynch film, it's like violence begets violence. In this one, it's like, yeah, that's true. Also, yeah. check out this. And dick. it's amazingly doing both at once because even they did do the montage where they're like, oh, yeah, you learn everything fucked up that ever happened to the kids. All of a sudden, flashback to explain, well, you know, why is that crazy? It's a hard life, my friends. Yeah. He's like, he gets beaten, he gets stabbed, he goes to jail, he gets beaten again. And then at one point, it cuts to, oh yeah, he sees his dad die in a coal mine in front of him. He sure does. <laughs> but, There's yeah. a lot of coal mine in this movie. Yeah. Well, it's because, that, yeah, that's how, I think how the aliens are sneaking the, uh, the, the disease in or something. They're trying to coal miners. Maybe. He's also using his chemical company, which I think is fitting and cool mm-hmm. to produce a super drug like a new to try to drug. make us less meth. the guy describes yeah. as basically super meth that the guy is also constantly taking and crazy so is guy one of the cops who's after him it. yeah they, they, they both take lots of super meth yeah at one point you turned to us and you said robert you were like that is not the first pill that he's taken today and i was like that is also not his last <laughs> i also can't it probably is from something before because you someone must have thought of it but for a thing where they're just trying to do, this guy's the badass rogue cop who's off the force, but he's still going to investigate the case. Right. He has a bent cigarette hanging yeah. out of his mouth and mm-hmm. shit. Uh, for him to, because that's a common thing, right? Yeah. We created ultra weed, like 10 times yeah. more addictive than marijuana. <laughs> and then he goes, and even worse when you take it with alcohol, drops it in a shot and it, shoots yeah, it. Yeah, and takes it. Yeah. And, and that's a good maneuver to no establish talks, that type of character. Yeah. No one talks about it, though. The young cop doesn't go like, whoa, you just did it. Well, and I, <laughs> you think he's off the force at first, but then he's working at the same fish gutting yeah. facility that all the cops that's work That's what was confusing. I think he's been busted down to working in the fish gutting room at the police station. That's <laughs> right. what I get. So apparently, when you go to, it's like a, a mom and pops police yeah. station where you yeah. can buy some fish. Got a bakery over there. Get a crime. Like I could totally believe a cafeteria. I wouldn't think the cafeteria was all staffed by disgraced detectives, not street cops. He's a detective. He's a disgraced detective. He's getting his cigarettes in the fish. Yes, he really is. He and also- he's typing. He's typing on a keyboard with the fish. It's like how many. Uh, rigs do they have in this department yeah. Yeah. he's sitting smoking using a half cut open fish as an ashtray using another fish to type a text message yeah. like yeah you get the idea that this is part of the police station <laughs> yeah. yeah i also just love yeah they if, once they decided we're going to give you everything they did it with a plum it has that feel of arrested development or even like a get out like not in the same way it's edgier and it's trying to be like punker yeah. yeah but you know what i mean you can unpack and unpack and unpack and when you synopsize a thing that happens it's always funny yeah like you're like what about the scene where he's paralyzed mostly but he's in his blouse and he's been stigmated but he's trying to tap the thing with the drill bit so the cop will find him but he splashes honey on the cop and the bees make him fall off the cliff that was good yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just that, that what the fuck is happening is i think a, was the most that was this phrase that was said the most yeah. while it, we were it's, talking, it's watching it. It's baffling and incomprehensible. Yeah, it's and, fucking wonderful. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it, and I do, even though uh, the only copy I could find for sale is like you have to buy it from a private seller on Amazon. It's like 25 bucks plus shipping. Um, 
you can also find it other ways if you sail the base of yeah. the internet, if, if you, you know what I mean, you, without paying. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, yeah, if you get yeah, we got sneak it. On you. <laughs> but <laughs> it also, yeah, it gives me, it also had the feeling there were Wes Anderson moments. Yes. It there feels, was, it's a strong voice. This is a person who is a visionary auteur. Yeah. Like I really think they are. Zhang Zhu Huan. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to watch the rest of this guy's shit. I, it, Yeah. Give this guy the remake of Lord of the Rings. Right. See what, see what happens. Oh, my God. He can do I, everything. Oh, yeah. my God. I just watched Mortal Engines, which was oh my pretty God. on the, like, just boring middle of the road. Really? I would love to have seen this guy's take on something like Mortal Engines. Yeah, I want to see this guy with $250 million. Yeah, give the, I, I would love to see this guy with $250 million, because then we'll get a musical number. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And more Nazis. This was also made, yeah, clearly... On a medium budget, I'd say, because yeah. they took yeah. steps to minimize locations in the way where you're like, the basement is 80% of the movie. Yeah. Um, there were parts that reminded me of The Cell, speaking of J-Lo again. Um, were you looking up his filmography? I, I got was looking this guy at the budget. Open. Oh, yeah. The budget was $3 million U.S., and it made $15 million U.S. I mean, you see every dollar on the screen. Yeah, it's and why I, the yeah. CG is pretty bad. Yeah. And I had never heard of this, but I, of course, looked it up as part of the quest to find it and reviews are like overwhelmingly positive. It's also beloved by people who, you know, love foreign it's film not like and South else. Koreans who yeah. love, mm. yeah. yeah. It's, um, I wanted to talk about the humor a little bit more because yep. like, I, something I've noticed because you said, Robert, you'd seen uh, like a handful of like Asian cinema. And in general, I find that there's like a lot of different places other than American culture american uh filmography like has a lot of different humor styles obviously uh i know that like australian is like one of my favorite because they find really strange things funny Mm, not really mad max i'm talking i'm thinking like jane campion and like uh i don't know like just random new zealand shit that i've soaked up on the internet but um i've noticed with a lot of asian cinema and obviously there's a few huge filmmakers that come out of uh, this kind of thing. Like, there's also Chinese filmmakers like Wang Kar-wai and stuff like that, Japanese filmmakers like Mike. It reminded me a lot of Mike because there's happiness to the categories, which is, like, mm. at randomly at one point, it's a zombie movie about a people who run a ho- hotel, uh, and so a zombie checks in and then turn, or a guy who's turning into a zombie checks in, and then slowly everyone in the hotel is turning into zombies kind of thing like Mm -hmm. a comedy of errors and uh at one point there's just a sequence of we do a claymation bird sequence where the bird is feasting on like the flesh of a zombie and then it flies over to its home feeds its children shits in a guy's mouth like but while flying over now and it's just showing how the like disease is being spread and it's fucking hilarious but when you watch it because i think there's like right, an someone isolate- sneezes in their hand and touches the doorknob and someone else touches yeah. the doorknob and super close up and i think uh it's something about being an like i've been an american audience my entire life i be- grew up on american movies kind mm-hmm. of thing uh the humor i think the the people who made this movie think it's a lot funnier than we do even though we can sense the sense of humor. I thought it was humor. pretty funny. I thought it was, I pretty, thought it was funny, pretty funny. But I think they think, like, there's 
more nuanced bits that we don't find I mean, funny that on, they dude. found funny. The male alien is forced to wear a woman's shirt at one point. Yeah, you funny, dude. Oh, yeah. You know what's quite funny? A man in women's clothing. <laughs> and his his yeah, completely quite. unaddressed, yeah. bizarre, and I, I desperately want them, His the, the alien's underwear. I uh, Yeah. Beautiful. Like silk oh, yeah. rose petal like they, look like, they look like his groin is clothed in rubies yeah like, yeah it's awesome yeah. it's pretty awesome yeah there's also uh i think this can illuminate what you're talking about about the humorous tone so did you not find the violence successfully defanged no i found it defanged but i think that there's also stuff that we didn't even find funny mm-hmm. because of i don't know either cultural anachronisms or just like uh ticks that we don't aren't cued into oh. inside baseball stuff believe me there's a lot of stuff written by guys who grew up in the city we're in right now right. that i don't find funny anyway sure, sure, yeah, sure. yeah but but i like yeah yeah I, I just think that there's a lot of um the, the slapstick tones specifically mm-hmm. like uh filmmakers do that a lot where they like cut out of one scene and cut into another scene and it's like isn't it funny like game of thrones did it recently in their last season where it's like sam is like taking all of the chamber pots of all the old men and it's all like shit. And he's like, it's like a montage of like, like old man shit. Old sure man does shit since, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's also cleaning like the chamber pots and then it cuts the next scene after we like get that montage over. It's like, he's digging into like they're eating. Yeah. Like something that looks a lot like the shit. So it's like a, uh, it's a continuity cut. Yeah. And I right. think there's a lot of discontinuity cuts for the sake of humor that we probably weren't cued into. Is my vibe because it, they did they cut all over his room the close ups of stuff some of which is titled in Korean cuts. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's very strange cuts. Yeah, there are a couple jump cuts that felt like they ran out of money and they just had to do what they had to do. Yeah. but the, I only like noticed two. The other thing is, I'm sorry, man. Like ah, the detective gave me a real like Jack Nicholson vibe almost, mm-hmm. and when like he Chinatown gets Chinatown kind of yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah that yeah when he gets killed by bees, <laughs> I understand that you're like. Honey attracts bees. He could die by bees. Like if I were Rolodexing things that could happen, I'm like that works. Yeah. But it's so it's such a sad end for he was built up to be so fucking cool. That wasn't a good enough. There's death. a good two or three scenes with him and the young cop that feel like an episode of like uh, CSI or something, mm-hmm. where they're even doing like the walk and talk situation away from a crime scene. Right. Yeah. Like it, it. There's everything in here. Speaking of crime scenes, they recover a Fortune 500 CEO. In a chemical warehouse that's on fire, the culprit and his girlfriend are laying in puddles of like hydrochloric acid mixed with other chemicals. No, they have not checked their vitals. And the chief of police calls his wife and is like, Yeah, we solved the case. I'll be home in 20 minutes. It's like, You have to do a bunch of stuff, dude. <laughs> just leave. Yeah. There's no paperwork. He, he just say, The ambulances are on their way. <laughs> yeah. it's like that. I guess that's we, the end of that. And he like takes credit for the yeah. crime solving. He's like, another day, another crime solved. Yeah. But I think it just proved to me between this and Wicker Man, there's, we're scared of bees. So people keep trying to say, what if there were enough bees that they killed you? And the anthill scene from the fourth Indiana Jones. It's not scary. You can't make, because the human has to do things you wouldn't do. Because to Wicker Man and this detective, I say. Like shoot two bees. But also when you're screaming, ah, the bees, they're in my mouth. 
shut your mouth, yeah, man. And that's such a human instinct. Yeah. You wouldn't have to be told that. Yeah, he like, holds mm-hmm. his mouth wide open so the bees can yeah. funnel in there. He was and, like trying to chomp the bees. but he... Because of how cartoon adjacent it is, when the bees form up into a swarm, I honestly mm-hmm. thought they were going to turn into a fist. Like they were going to do like, it, the Looney Tunes thing skull, and punch yeah. him. I, I was like, that, skull, that could happen. Abe thought movie. it would be a word yeah. like, or like a middle finger. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be like a fist and hit him and knock him off the mountain. that's the tone that we're working That's even worked in one wire martial arts stunt scene that doesn't fit at all they're like dream dream sequence where he does gently moves yeah yeah (laughs) and it was neat (laughs) something satisfying and i think telling about how our brains work is that there's there's several times uh the bees one being one of the biggest ones but uh where we all three were like i bet this is gonna happen and then it happens within 30 seconds Uh, like it Kind of, that makes it seem like it's kind of obvious, which it might be to other people. But to me, I'm just like, that never happens in a movie for me. Because I'm like, I'll laugh at like my joke of like, what if he just took that and just yeah. stabbed him in the eye or something? And, then he and does it that. never does right. because that breaks the movie. This movie is constantly breaking. That's the yeah. whole point. It doesn't happen. You don't guess what's going to happen because it's obvious what's going to happen. You right. guess what's going to happen because everything is going to happen. And if right. you've guessed it, that means it's going to happen. It's the like, Murphy's It's that law. kind That's of movie. Yeah. It's star- the Sean Murphy's Law. It mm-hmm. started to feel like magical where we would go like, well, there's got to be misery in here in the yeah. mix. And like 10 minutes later, you're like, that's a shot there we from go. misery. Yeah. Uh, I also think this person must, like Sam Raimi. I think there's a lot of Sam oh, Raimi montage yeah. work. Um, and I'll bet Sam Raimi likes like, this movie. You could slot Bruce Campbell into any role in oh, this yeah. movie, including <laughs> yeah. the girlfriend, and it would work fine. It would be <laughs> yeah. fine. And you know what? Yeah. Bruce Campbell would take the offer. And Bruce yeah. Campbell, a thousand percent. Work for scale. Yeah. Uh, love Bruce Campbell. Like, yeah. I'll do flips. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Bruce Campbell, have you seen me? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but it is. It's not that you're psychic. It's that you're like. I don't know. What's a famous movie from the 2000s? Anything, anything. Fight Club? I'm sure it'll come up. Yep, it yep. did. Yep, it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just love, on Wikipedia, there is a two-sentence quote. No, a three-sentence quote about his how he came up with the idea for the movie. Jang first conceived the idea while watching Misery. He enjoyed it, but was disappointed with the depth of the kidnapper and said that if he had ever made a film about kidnapping, it would be staged from the point of view of the kidnapper and you'd slowly realize they're the crazy one. Great! Later, Jang stumbled across a crank website accusing Leonardo DiCaprio of being an alien who wanted to conquer Earth by seducing all of its women, and he said, I will combine these two concepts. (laughs) I really like this guy. Shout out to the person who put that in the Wikipedia. Yes. Shout out to that. Shout out to the man who makes those two connections. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Also, at no point do I not think the kidnapper's fucking nuts in this movie. No, yeah. yeah like he oh. is, you're, uh, from the first scene, wow. I'm like, this is an ill person. Well, right. and it way predates yeah. uh, Split. Yeah. But I swear, him kidnapping the dude with the helmet and the mm-hmm. face mask on and the spray in the parking garage... I was like, I think Shyamalan's also seen this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, it's very visually accosting. <laughs> yeah. I like, um, there's... <clears throat> oh. What? Well, I clicked on, I was like, I love this guy, he rules. What's his most recent movie? And it's like, uh, I'm glad he's doing well, but they got him. They mellowed him out. Mm. His most recent movie came out last year, 1987, When the Day Comes, two years ago, sorry. It's a political thriller. 
based on a true story about the events that led to the June Democratic uprising in Korea, triggered by the death of a student protester. I'm like, oh, okay, good. So he's making like real movies, but this sure was fun. <laughs> I, yeah, it reminds me of the tone of another Korean film, which is The Host, which I think is, two, this is 2003, Host was 2006, I think. The Host, the host was the one with the, um, the like, Radioactive monster, yeah, fish monster that keeps the little girl in the sewer. Yeah, and there's like tonally the humor of it is like there's a scene of they're all struck by grief because they think they're like one of the uh, daughters has died, mm-hmm. and they're just in the middle of this mall where they're keeping everyone, and they're just rolling on the ground crying, like they literally are rolling around and like ah, kind of like Ron Burgundy in a glass cage of yeah. emotion. But imagine six people on the ground. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe this is the kind of guy like there needs to be some sort of uh, mechanism set up in hollywood by which like once a year we all collectively pick one director and they just get a quarter of a billion dollars to mm-hmm. ma- and it, it, you have to make a movie with it but like that's that's the only requirement just, like a fulbright scholarship yeah, for yeah for for just lunatics like this like <laughs> peter jackson got that with the lord of the rings but nobody else has gotten that yeah we don't have an endowment for the arts yeah. well for crazy shit yeah. you have that there's only one rule it's got to be based on this here dude in a tights flying yeah. around fighting, yeah. crimp punching, punching mooks in the chin. Yeah, like, but, yeah. Then you can get the two two fifty. Yeah, but it is it's in a vein of movies where there are other movies. I can't like rise them to mind immediately, but I know I know people will know what I mean. Um, there are a vein of movies you watch, and it feels exhilarating because this person obviously loves basic broad pop culture like they do love star trek and x files and probably even marvel and blah 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 and on and on but they are not aspiring to just make another one they are aspiring to like chuck klosterman it yeah like fuck it up and show you like what does it say about us what if i just swapped it to see if it feels different and you're always like this is fun. It's thrilling, especially if you're a film buff, because you're like, oh, they're subverting tropes. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I, and afterwards, I'll get to say things like, that film really had a great Chekhov's mentholated dick. Like, yeah. you Chekhov's went mentholated there. dick. There is something purely joyous and, 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 that I admire so much about uh, filterless imagination. Yeah, it's just a crazy Absolutely. person with a camera and a couple of hundred people who are like, yeah, we'll do whatever you say. Yeah, and we'll and we'll yeah. throw our heart into it. Yes, like everyone in that movie is sold on the premise, right? Because they're all going, like they're doing everything they can. Like it's yeah, and Mr. Kang, like mm. yeah, again, I feel like Mr. Kang's performance is actually like a tour de force. It's, it's really <laughs> impressive. Yeah, like because when he's saying no, I am an alien, he's great at writing the line mm-hmm. of still not knowing if he's just saying that to try and get out of the situation mm-hmm. or not, and when he's yelling like. No, yeah, yeah, crazy. It's just it. It's got that Mystic River quality. Yeah, it's, it's, you sent my daughter in here. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. something else, man. He's also got a short film called Transmuted Head. I think that'll be my next oh, that target. Target to I'm gonna go ahead. It's and, a short film. Oh, he was on. He did cinematography on it. Okay. Yeah, there's something joyous about like. W- like a filmmaker that you get the feeling that it's just like, let's say for the pitch for the, uh, like when he, 
the the villain's death scene or like our protagonist's death scene. Who are you talking? Yeah, I don't even know who's the, the crazy villain guy. Or the the, the yeah. crazy guy, the guy who's sawing everybody. The main uh, guy who gets four or five yeah. death scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when they're the final, he's death also scene, a zombie. Yeah. Uh, gets a glass shard. Uh, into his heart that pumps out the blood that you such cited. A, such an amazing scene. And it's amazing. And they were like, yeah. we need more blood and it needs to spray against yeah. everyone. Like, now we get to see uh, that beyond That's goo. the kind of yeah. unbridled, limitless creativity that we're yeah. talking about. Because like, some people could be like, all right, that's fucking whatever. Like they have to, the blood guy or something yeah. like that. Other people are like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But the point is that whether or not people were on board with it or not, I get the vibe that this director was going to do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're just unstoppable urge to just do what they want. And no one was allowed to phone it in, even if they wanted to. You right. could tell no one did. But yeah. I don't think they wanted to. I, I bet this yeah. dude, I bet it was exciting to be on that. I bet I, he's our tour style and people get swept up in his vision. It yeah. feels like that kind of movie. Yeah, it feels like I, that movie. I desperately want to know what the vision was. Like, like you what heard the, him. Misery meets an internet article he read about Leonardo DiCaprio one time. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> What's so hard? It's like about that. I know. It's like poetry. It rhymes, <laughs> but also uh, with a distinctive one or uh, somewhere over the rainbow yeah. motif in it. Another thing I'd like to see is this guy given a Star Wars movie, but with Disney having no creative control. <laughs> right, right. Just here's yes. a, here's three hundred million dollars. Yeah. It has to be a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You have no other rubric. Take this money, see, you unhinged maniac. Okay. <laughs> right now, they're doing everything they can to get us to shell out for Disney Plus to get the content that they pay lots of money for. Yeah. I want a service called Disney Minus <laughs> where we pay a monthly fee, mm. but that money just goes into a pot to pay this guy <laughs> yeah. to, to make Disney and Marvel and Star yeah. Wars level movies. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how Lord of the Rings and was made. <laughs> the, Lord of the Rings remains, I think, yeah. in history as important as Star Wars because it is the same thing where like 20, 30 years, 40 years, you look back and you're like, how did he get that done? How did he it's make like a lot of people just <laughs> yeah. angel investors wanted? How did this he movie? convince them to let? Yeah, well, we're gonna need to make about six thousand miles of chain mail. No, wait, right? What? Well, what's <laughs> your, that's a big ass. But also, well, what's your past experience? Or let's say, name your last three employers. Well, I did Frighteners with Michael J. Fox about the ghosts. Before that. That zombie movie, Dead Alive, where the yeah. lady crushes the monkey skull with her high heel and his eye shoots out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he ascended so quickly. Oh, yeah, we got we to give this guy a billion dollars. Yeah. And New Zealand. And the most valuable intellectual property on the market. Yeah. And New Zealand's like, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. I'm sold. You can have that the whole island. Good. Frighteners? Yeah. yeah, you take this island. I feel like everyone there is still surprised that happened to Peter Jackson. Right. <laughs> and Frighteners does show tremendous promise. It's yeah. a strong film. Mm-hmm. They're all strong but films. But I didn't think that meant yeah. like, right, someone I would write the blank check I, and I go, do Avatar, at, man. Yeah, I didn't look at Frighteners and was like, well, this is the man who can bring the Battle of Helm's Deep to life. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. He, like back in his early career is like, oh, you're like a slightly different John Carpenter. Yeah, he had all you this know, a like, Sam Raimi kind of feel. Yeah, a little bit fun yeah. and whimsical, but still more or less creature features gets off on making the effects yourself yeah. like that's part so of it for him clearly. I feel like he found evidence that someone with like access to the purse strings at Paramount had child porn or right. something like, I know Spielberg was like his mentor so that's gotta help but, but I, yeah. someone had to ask at one point like we're making all this orc shit yeah. like are the orcs gonna be like wacky at all <laughs> like, yeah. so, so what we're gonna get like 40 or 50 horses in 2000 2000 
2,000 horses. I'm also also wondering if there's a humane society or ASPCA equivalent in South Korea that interacts with the film industry. Because maybe it's a great effect. Are you worried those bees really got you? Not the bees. (laughs) Oh, that's easy to accomplish. I'll get you a bee by 3 p.m. Do you want a bee, Walter? I will get you a bee with nail polish. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you also think that the caveman actor really bit a live lizard's face off? He, he, that, that, that really that, looked like that it. That fake monkey might have eaten a live iguana. <laughs> right. Because that iguana, because I remember we were like, is that an iguana? And then we all like saw as it was moving and we didn't say it, and but we all had it. It's not animatronic. It was, no. it's it was, an, iguana. was an iguana. No, th- and then he eats its head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it doesn't look fake. Yeah. It might be a I, dead iguana that he's shaking to I'm make it look like it's moving or blood or he mimes biting it and there's a blood capsule in his yeah. mouth and he shakes it around I yeah. don't know I'm only hoping yeah. that it's fake so I can laugh but really if this is not laughable if they did this I'm hoping but I'm pretty sure they had to I like, because I, of yeah. rights violations I, I like to imagine him sitting alone or sitting in his writing room with like this whole team standing around him waiting for a movie idea yeah. Yeah. and he knows he wants to make a misery thing and he comes upon this website and he's just like pouring through this Leonardo DiCaprio website and then he looks up at his team and says we're going to have to kill an iguana (laughs) he's thinking 30 (laughs) steps ahead he knows the whole plot there's just everyone's quietly taking (laughs) dictating and he's just on the ground in in the room laying down and says iguana now It's the like guy a, who made dead, who wrote Deadwood. I was yeah, saying, it's, it's like, like a it's couch like, in the middle of a room. It's like David Milch writing Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. If they were like, I think he got a bad batch of heroin this time. <laughs> yeah. like, should is we it, wait eight hours yeah. for him to come down? No, yeah. we got to make this show no. now, guys. Is he sleeping? Yeah. Is he? Can we leave? No, don't leave. He'll wake up. You never know when he's gonna wake up. <laughs> uh, oh. I will say, I think the only casualty of that is all the reviews I read and prior to watching it we're like what really gets me is you can be so far into this wacky cartoonish universe and then on a dime like Shaun of the dead famously also gets credit for this i actually really cared and cried and was like his life is sad mental illness is a hard road to i gotta say not once no in my mind (laughs) that's the one thing you sacrifice doing this yeah if you're gonna spin tone dial constantly if you just switch over to, even if it's well crafted, yeah. now feel real human emotions. I can't transition I'm not that fast. Do yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> no, the, it, at no point was I emotionally invested, other than like the emotion, the joy that I felt at seeing this anarchy play out. For yes, an hour and fifty four minutes. Right. I'm not yeah. gonna feel for the guy who's wanting to steam dildo people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, but you know, the steam dildo it had reasons. Yeah. You lose me with a steam yeah. dildo. Yeah. Also was reminiscent of who said this. It wasn't me. There's a part that literally you're like, well, this is a video they show at Scientology recruitment center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's a science. There's like a <laughs> Scientology mom. Heaven's Gate Aum Shinriko looking like yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah. like everyone's glowing, which and is wearing. a visualization of him describing his beliefs to right. the detective while yeah. they're both drunk. Oh, they're so like in good. space and wearing what elves wear. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the commitment the actors have to like the roles in that scene where he pretends to see a UFO to trick the, the oh yeah, the yeah. Into looking away, you believe that detective wants to see a UFO, right? Like he's, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh shit, really? really? <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that it was super played down. Like uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Death Note as mm-hmm. like yeah. the anime. But there was a lot. There's a lot of like, I'm gonna think ahead of you, like three or four 
moves like it's yeah. a chess game because it's like a guy brings in a uh, oh, one the of gun. the, the yeah. gun where yeah. it's like aha i got the gun because he like throws his uh the guy who's locked in the stall the mm. ceo he yeah, uses echoes he mm. uses echoes to make it seem like he's dead so he can grab the gun when he sticks the gun in mm. but then the gun is like a play gun it's like and, an and he was just gun. getting him close to stab him in the neck with a syringe it's like that he's like, so many things had to i go knew perfect. you were gonna yeah. take the gun yeah. 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 Ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> ah, yes you're gonna turn around after throwing the yeah. gun out and then i Dude, jam you right in the neck. It's uh, Princess Bride. Do you? But do you know? Do you think what I'm thinking? But yeah, you know I'm that thinking. I'm immune to this super drug because yeah. I take it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Am I lying about lying, or are you lying? Am I lying? Uh, Great film. Yeah, it was a Thank lot of fun. Thank you, Sean. Also, yeah. why? Enjoy. Also, why? <laughs> yeah. I want to know what happened in Sean's life to lead him to this movie. Yeah, but I'd I, say I'd never like, heard of it. Slightly more accessible films that you're more likely to have seen, like. I don't know why I say this, and feel free to shoot me down. But I'm like, if you like the Adventures of Bear Moonshine, I feel like you'd oh, like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It's very Monty Python in the fact that it's a bunch of tones mashed up together yeah. at yeah. times because they think it's funny to just uh, move on to in that same way that sketch comedy does. That yes. you know, it's just all right. Let's just move on. Why? Because the fun part was done. Like, we yeah. did the thing. Now let's go here. If all of Monty Python were collectively one South Korean man on a lot of methamphetamine, right, this right. is the movie that they would make. Yes. Yeah. Although so, there would be a musical in it. Hopefully yeah. you're into that. Yeah. yeah. And for some of you, that is a movie you will never see hearing that description. Hopefully yeah. this was an enjoyable some conversation anyway. from that guy on Amazon right now. Some of you are like... Robert Evans said that. Well, that's something by that. Yeah. If you if you're the kind of person who like is usually disappointed when you go to the movies because of how boring most of them are, uh, you will not be disappointed in this because it does not feel like any fucking thing else. And if that's yeah. if you go to movies to see someone put in a ton of work to make something you've never seen before, th- this is that. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Here's, here's another one. Don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. But you did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. And if you've had that experience where someone recommends something you're like, you're gonna love it, it's so off the wall, and you do watch it and you go, Hey, they're like, it's low budget, but it's so crazy, and you're like, it's just like trying hard to be crazy in a conventional crazy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is truly crazy. This, this <laughs> is a, we were surprised. This is bonkers. a person. I'm. I. I love this movie, and I'm legitimately worried for the person and the people in this director's life. <laughs> yes, because he, sure. he, he seems very unbalanced. Fucking maniac <laughs> yeah, is a, what he is. I. Uh, it's, Personal life, according to Wikipedia, he married actress Moon Sori on December twenty fourth, two thousand six. Not allowed to know anything else. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Maybe he yeah, gets yeah, it yeah. all out. Might just be private. It's definitely, person. you know, I can't think of a better way to spend $3 million. It seems like he spent it. He spent Wisely. it all. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and I would never tell him, like, I bet you regret that real missed opportunity. I bet you would have spent that on something else. Nope. He did exactly what he wanted to do. No, I bet <laughs> yeah. if you if mentioned liking this movie to him, though, he would just start crying and talk about the, the fact that they didn't get the musical in. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, wish we'd been able to afford one more cover of Somewhere yeah, Over the like, Rainbow. Missed opportunity ruined the movie. <laughs> the credits play over a TV that floats away from the blown up earth yeah. and can still play video in space for no reason. Yeah. Of our protagonist, not protagonist childhood. Who yeah. edited that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got to end on this. The In that sad montage where they want you to make you feel real feelings, his stepdad is abusive and violent. <laughs> 
and gets killed by getting a toothpick parasol through the temple. So you're like, am I supposed to be sad or am I supposed to think this is ridiculous? You're, you're not, <laughs> you're not even hour. clear how the parasol gets into his head, if he falls. or if, The kid he, may have done the thing where you're like, don't touch my mom, or he may have just fallen and over. Then there's another <laughs> yeah. parasol later in the movie, toothpick parasol. Yeah, he and, has one. Yeah. yeah. The alien in the ship, I yeah. think, uses it as a symbol. I think, yeah, I think it's like this well, is protect the, the Earth. Yeah, protection yeah, of an umbrella. I, I guess that yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm just saying, I want to myth bust this. We need to stab someone as hard as we can with a toothpick into in the, the temple because yeah. I don't think it would penetrate. Well, I don't not think as it would far because that one didn't yeah. go far in. Most of the toothpick temple is, is still inside of the temple. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it went far in enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, but it definitely is a shot that yeah. looks like he has a little uh, rain hat. You know? That's true. I yeah. Think. Oh, it probably is supposed to visually mirror the satellite dish on the side of the helmet till eventually oh. design. Oh. Yeah. I bet you're right. I but, feel like it's definitely hmm. packed. You can watch this again and get stuff, which is always great. And, the, and then you yeah. have your Kaiser So Say moment. <laughs> it does remind me a little bit of Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah. A little. It's, it's, That's it's, a yeah, great pull. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, a, it's, yeah, it, it does make me think of that a lot. But again, yeah. so that people aren't fooled yeah plus saw saw. yeah 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 because you can get caught up in the delight and forget also it's mostly the one type of movie (laughs) that isn't in buckaroo bonsai is also in this yeah Yeah. so yeah uh checkmate bonsai a for hustle (laughs) from the entire production team as well as the kidnapping victim he kicks ass. You're really like impressed by his hustle. You're on board with this <laughs> yeah. evil billionaire CEO chemical he company. Rules. <laughs> yeah, you kind of rules. Yeah. And that I guy. was not excited because first thing you first two facts you know about him or three facts is he's super rich. Yeah. He's a drunk and is mean to service industry, industry people. And he's possibly an alien. Yeah. And, and you think it's that thing where you're it. like, oh my god, they're laying it on a thick. They're making him cartoonishly evil, so we won't be sad when he dies. An hour later, you're like, no, he. He must live. <laughs> yeah. He must kill the protagonist. <laughs> kill the guy. <laughs> uh, so uh, as N.A. to Sean Murphy for taste in weird movies. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Robert, please plug your pluggables on the rare off chance. Um, someone's not aware, at least of your new show. Uh, I have a show called It Could Happen Here. It's about things that could happen here. here. Save, it's about... Things from Save the Green Planet that yep. Robert thinks are likely to happen <laughs> soon. Very scared of parasol tiki torches in particular. I saw you beat uh, Ben Shapiro. That was pretty... Uh, we did. We did beat Ben Shapiro for good, a day good, or two. That's why I'm saying people listening priority know of this show, yeah, but it's a great um, show. But congrats on that. Yeah. Score. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's you can find me on Twitter at I Write OK. Sean, tell me why. on Why 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 me? Not that I'm not grateful, because I love this movie, yeah. but I, I need to know why. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, at I write okay on Twitter. The standing answer: Why? Yeah. <laughs> That's a frame rate. Thanks, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Abe here. Just a reminder that we have a store at BigCartel.com where you can buy shirts and audiobooks and even music from Michael. I helped a bit, but it's mostly Michael and some very, very talented artists. You can find that all at smallbeans.bigcartel.com. We use Printful for our teas because we know you want the high quality teas. In any case, if you haven't already, visit patreon.com smallbeans and get the collective nonsense we work on early and often, including a new video series called Off Hours, which is about three to four people talking about pop culture and i don't know it's it's i guess it's entertaining and a totally legal thing that will feel very much like an old 
show that we made when we were at Cracked. There's jokes written and performed by people that were a part of that very thing. I'm directing all of it, so eat it up, you crumbs. Uh, we're just going to keep doing it as long as we can because we love it and have a blast just being a part of it. Anyway, we love you. <laughs> <laughs>